millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Concept is simple. We have a Star Wars topic. Me, me and a guest. Uh, me and three guests. Me and 12 guests. Doesn't matter. We come in here and we list reasons to support that topic. Get it? Got it? Good. Today is a big one. And when we have big Star Wars rank lists, I have to bring in Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, I am happy to be here to get it, got it. Get it, got it, good. And that's, uh, you know, we have a wide variety of guests that come on um, Four Center Podcast feed. Jennifer, of course, is our, our third in the uh, in the pilot chair here. But uh, you and I, we just, we love digging deep and ranking. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think uh, hearing each other's lists, we get to open up to <laughs> new ideas yes. and uh, new things to just desire 
Yeah, I always feel I, I learn one or two things that I didn't know I wanted or didn't know I felt <laughs> from your list. And yeah, uh, same here. I, I mean that. So today's a big topic. If you saw it, you clicked on it, here we go. It is Things We Want in Solo, A Star Wars Story. The movie is on the way. It's coming in May. We've got a little bit of trailer action. The international trailer came out. Didn't reveal much more, but we know the books are on the way. I'm really excited for Last Shot. Yeah. I'm just going to spend some decades in Han and Lando's story, so that's great. So the key word here, Joseph, is want. Yeah. Not things we feel we need. No, 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 because I think we're going to get a lot of the things that we need, and I think it's good to approach movies out of like, oh, I hope this happens. If it doesn't, a different cool thing will happen. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. We we always talk about speculating responsibly yes. here in Star Wars. Uh, you should desire responsibly yeah. as Rank well. responsibly. <laughs> Rank, <laughs> Rank, Rank responsibly. So we work from five to one. It's going to be ten in total because we each brought five. That's how it works. And I w- I'll pull back the curtain. This is the first time you and I formed a list together in person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just having a too yeah. good of a time recording today. I'm like, yeah. let's do a rank. Let's do a rank. Let's rank something. So we will begin with your number five. My number five. We don't always swear a lot no. here on uh, Four Center podcast feed, but uh, this is a light swear word. So brace yourself and the kids <laughs> you're listening with. It's a real light one. Mm-hmm. I want an imperial asshole. Love it. Yeah. Love yeah. the strong language. Yeah. Had to use that strong language. <laughs> what I mean by that specifically is I know there's been rumors of Vader. There's yeah. been a desire for what if Krennic had a cameo I'd love that you know I'm not convinced that either of those things are going to happen but we've already seen in the teaser that Han's definitely going to interact with the Empire and what I want to see is a specific character who is a jerk who represents the Empire and how much that shapes Han's character that Mm -hmm. he didn't just grow up in the wild he grew up in this specific era of the galaxy where not only is the Empire putting its boot down on planets and manipulating mm-hmm. people, hey, if you got a good company, the Empire will just kind of come in and take it if they yeah. want it. So that's got to contribute to Han's worldview of, eh, there's no point in anything, somebody will just come and take it from you. Yeah. And the successful propaganda of the Empire that, like, even though the Jedi were around not too long ago, depending on when the movie is set, uh, you know, yeah. 10 or so years yeah, ago, yeah. Not that long ago, but they have crushed the idea of them. Yes. Is their their wishful thinking. If you ever heard of one, they were just a liar with simple tricks wearing a robe. Right. And again, that's a a world, a cynical world to grow up in. And I want Han to have soaked that in, and I want to see that represented by somebody from the Empire who just represents all those things. Right. Like, I love this idea, because, again, you're not saying it's like, this is the big baddie. This is not why we don't need Vader. You know, I think we are going to have a different kind of baddie. But, yeah, I love this idea of more than just, like, a a bumbling Imperial recruitment officer or a snooty Imperial recruitment officer, as it kind of looks in the trailers. But, like... In the comics, they're really good at introducing the new Marvel comics, these uh, like a burly, cybernetic armed Imperial officer who's kind of like an a hole himself. Yeah, so yeah. you're uh, someone who represents what the Empire's doing at this time. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And, the, you know, and if we do get the kind of classic story that Han does join up mm-hmm. and he sees the Empire mistreating Chewie, it'd be great to get a little bit of uh, who is that person who's in charge of Han, who's like has no creativity, no soul in things that Han will want to react against. Because, you know, when we look at the character on Solo, say, versus DJ in The Last Jedi, don't don't join. I think DJ, uh, Del Toro, does a great job. He's not... He doesn't have an opinion of either side. Nope. They're all the same to him. Nope. Han has a sense of, no, the Empire's bad. Yeah. I don't like the Empire. 
I have my own agenda. And yeah. I fight elsewhere, but yeah, he doesn't like them. The Empire, the cops. Yeah. You know, they're like, and yeah. they're a pain in the ass to him. Yes. Yeah. To a smuggler to trying that, to make his way. Just trying to, and all the small people are just trying to get by, just trying to have some yeah. fun. And here's the Empire always with its boot on your neck, but I don't join, so. Yeah. Absolutely, I love that. That's that's a, a very uh, necessary thing. And in fact, I was that first trailer when we see him talking to an imperial officer. Whatever ends up happening to that sequence in the yeah. movie, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. The empire should be here, real present. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. My uh, number five is exploring Corellia. Ooh. We are finally gonna see it. And yeah, maybe an EU, some weird card game or a video game I forgot <laughs> to play. We got to spend some time there. But this is really the first time in. In not just new canon, but on the screen, on the yeah. big screen, that we're going to see this planet that's often mentioned that we know Han is from. Wedge is Corellian, right? Wedge is Corellian. I believe, oh my gosh, General uh, General Nadine is. Uh, I think Nadine, at least at one point, yeah. I think he was. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, so um, I think... Um, I think it's time we spend some moments on this planet. Yeah. And I want, whether it's the movie, I'm of the opinion, I think you and I might agree that the movie kind of starts, uh, you know, with him younger. Yeah. And then maybe we're going to grow with him a little bit in this film. Yeah, that's what I get the sense of. I think we, we heard some of that news. This takes place between the novel of Thrawn and New Dawn. That's 14 to 11 years before the events of New Hope. Great. Good. Got it. But I think we're not going to spend a lot of time there. Um, but I want to not just fly over. Yeah. Like when we finally saw Alderaan in Revenge of the Sith, obviously we see it for about 10 seconds. Yes, and it looks beautiful. It looks great. I'd like to go skiing there. And then later on we got to spend some time in the books, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, yeah. for example. So I really, really want to know what Corelli is, what kind of atmosphere. Is it, uh, did he grow up in the, is he a big city kid? Yeah. Or are there farms in Corelli? Just, I really want to get to know this planet. Yeah, in new canon, fully established on screen, you know, mm-hmm. it, and it's a an important. It's important to Han's character. Like, what does it mean to be Corellian? Are there connections for Wedge? That what does it mean right. for Wedge that he's Corellian? Because I don't feel like we have a huge sense of the culture. Like, we fully understand right. the culture of Alderaan, yes. and yes. I want to know how that that chunk fits into. And I know there's been plenty written about it. I've read those old Han Solo books. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to see it in new canon on the big screen, that, that's gonna be great. Key. That's key for me. I didn't read those Han Solo books. I, I didn't read a lot of the EU stuff, and so it's wide open to me, but I hope they do draw from some of that. Yeah. It's some of that stuff, and I think that more than people give Lucasfilm credit for, or some of the creators and storytellers, especially the novels, um, they do pull stuff. Oh, yes. But yeah. it's already been out there. And yeah. so to get it maybe firmed up and getting to know where Han was from and what that means to him. That's my number five and your number four. My number four is a big one for me, uh, and I'm going to call it, I want a cool Han solution. This is great. Uh, Yeah, so one of the things that I really like in any movie is to truly understand why your hero won. I -hmm. hate it when it is just, they won the fight because they were faster or stronger, but like, no, they did a clever move, something that's unique to them. You know, think about it from James Bond perspective. Great mm-hmm. James Bond movies. He comes up with a cool James Bond move. Casino Royale, the guy uh, throws a gun at him, and, yeah. and he catches it and throws it back. You yeah. know, like, it's better. Yeah. Uh, so I want to see what Han has done, like, in the original trilogy so well. Like, mm-hmm. either something crazy or something clever. Like, running down uh, the stormtroopers, screaming, and briefly frightening them that there are more. Right. That there's more that they should run from. <laughs> or, you know, the great uh, attaching to the Star Destroyer. Or the cocky, I'm going to go into the asteroid field because they wouldn't follow us. We know we're going to get some cool piloting. Yeah. But I want to see this physically from Han. I either want to see him do, like something amazing with his blaster right. or shoot that thing that nobody expected 
to shoot. Yeah. Like, you know, I want him to be doing the kind of things that, like, he's surrounded, so he shoots the grate that they're all standing yes. on top of. Or, you know, things that are even more clever than that, that it's just like, this is an inventive, clever yeah, uh, and sometimes really reckless person. It, it's and, and look, and he, um, as as you're talking, I'm like, yeah. What, and, and Jedi, he, I got an idea. He literally says, yeah. "Wait, I got an, I got idea. an idea." Yeah, and he pops into the ATSD uh, wearing, I think, probably Richard Mark one's uh, helmet. Um, <laughs> and that's one of those great things that's consistent about Han. And guess what? Force Awakens, no different. Yeah. Hey, I, I got a crazy plan. I'm gonna come out of hyperspace, basically on the planet. Yep. Yep. This is part of Han's character, and you and I both agree that so far, in this small, small sample size, we think there's a lot of Han Solo's character on screen already. Yeah, absolutely. Just I love that shot with Alden, and I, I, and I think Alden can play that really well of the, like, the whole world mm-hmm. says that you should go right, so obviously what I'm going to do is uh, go left, and I'm going to do it diagonal and upside down, because no one would expect <laughs> no me would to it. travel down the street that way. <laughs> no and that's one. the cool way. What I just described does not yeah. sound cool. Yeah, but no. it's so cool. <laughs> no one expects a Han Solo solution. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that's really key. That's why when you, when you said it here, we're making our notes. I'm like, that's that's very actually really important. Yeah. I'm almost creating bad expectations for yeah, myself. I know. I know. That is a dangerous one because it could be that he just mo- walks through the movie being good at stuff. He could yeah. have some cool fist fights. He has, could have some cool blaster moments. He could be good at piloting. But I want to see cocky, strange Han solutions. Oh, cool Han solution. That sounds like a, a band name <laughs> waiting to happen out there. That's your number four. My number four is the Millennium Falcon earning its reputation. Ooh, All yes, right. yes, that's good. No, no shock to anyone. If you're a Star Wars fan, uh, whether you've just getting into the franchise, you've been around for a long time, we all can agree that the Millennium Falcon is its own character. It almost received the biggest standing ovation in Force Awakens when it shows up. Absolutely. There's a reason. We're attached to this, and Han's attached to this. We know that. We know we're going to get a little bit more of the story, Lando, uh, all that kind of stuff. We know that it's very clean. It's a very clean ship. Yeah. I love it being described as a party bus for Lando. (laughs) And the ship takes on the personality of its owners. Yeah. Well, beyond that, we know Han Solo himself says, you know, it's the ship that made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, all right? Um, that means even then, it's a character. Even yeah. then, and I accept that it still is in Revenge of the Sith, just in a different form. Yeah. Like, it's That's probably as a different owner. So this ship, as Kylo Ren says, they, or, or excuse me, Finn says, after Kylo Ren reacts, they hate that ship, you know? I love that line. That yeah. is important. And whether it's the Kessel Run, which I'm kind of resigned to the fact that we're going to see, and I yeah. don't mean that in a depressed way. I'm just like, all right, hey, we're probably going to see it. Um, but I want to see people go, ah, that is, what is that ship? The Millennium Falcon, the hunk of junk looking thing. Okay. And though I admit now it doesn't look like a hunk of junk with its sleek new front. Yeah. And I, I think I want a moment and a reason to, uh, for us as Star Wars fans to see in story how this ship becomes this ship. Yeah. I think that's great. Almost combining our last two points. Yes. Like, if Lando's got it as this really great ship that is quite fast and maneuverable, but it looks sexy on the outside and it's a great place to party on the inside. Right. You know, you got your degeric table and maybe he's got a little cocktail bar set up in there yeah. somewhere that we haven't seen yet. There's some pulsing lips. Yeah, and everybody would come at that ship and look at it and go, that's a great ship. And Han, looking at things differently, would walk on it and go, I see what this could be. Right. 
if I'm really hard, if I make some special <laughs> modifications and I'm really hard on it. And it's dirty and grimy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting tension that there's been the rumors that uh, maybe Han wants it to look like it's not much so it can surprise people. Right. But he's also constantly bragging about it. So which is it? Which is yeah. it, Han? Which is it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my number four. The Falcon earns its rep. That's okay. Your number three. My number three is I want romance and kissing. Ooh, smoochers yeah. and I want Star some Wars. Smoochers. I want some yeah. big old classic Hollywood zoom in on the two big heads kissing. <laughs> Han and Chewie. No, Han and Kira. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, we've talked about romance <laughs> on the Four Center pod about yeah. how it used to be like one of the key ingredients of the classic trilogy. Yeah. And then the original or the prequel trilogy. It was the the doomed Shakespearean star-crossed lovers that cannot be of right. Anakin and Padme. And besides the little blossoming relationship we got between Finn and Rose in Last yeah. Jedi, and right here at the tail end of, of Star Wars Rebels, we finally got a little bit of a Karen action uh, mm-hmm. here in Kanan. Yeah. Uh, but there hasn't been as obvious from the outside of a, an opportunity yeah. to bring back that like uh, really... Old school, old movie passion. It was just like a 1940s romance. Yeah, yeah. Bogey and Bacall, like a level of like, uh, and and I think it is a possibility that some of his, Mm -hmm. Han's possible, you know, heartbreak or distrust, maybe it comes from Beckett, maybe it comes from Kira, maybe it comes from both. Right. But it seems like we're going to get that, um, they're young together, then they're a little older together, dealing with the real world maybe there is a lack of trust han is a sexy guy yeah that there's it there just should be some romance right. and some bad choices made based on how you feel and you know why not get him kissing let's go get him kissing get him hugging and kissing and wishing <laughs> and hoping that um here's it yeah this could be the closest we get to like Sex in Star Wars on the big screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, between... It's definitely... In the comics, it's been hinted at a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dr. Affer's getting... Uh, it's, uh, you're hot under the collar right now. Some <laughs> of the stuff going on in Affer. So, uh, yeah, this would be perfect because it also is so to character. Yeah. This is a dashing scoundrel guy. There's a reason a whole generation of people fell in love with Han or, or idolized Han coming yeah. out of New Hope. Or the first time you see it is he's got that smolder. He's got that shirt un, unbuttoned and he's a swashbuckler. Yeah. And you have to imagine before Leia swept him off his feet that he probably had a, had a, had a girl in every port, had an alien in every port. Yep. We don't know. He could be like a Kirk, had some green alien action. We don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Alex. Yeah, some Twi'leks. And look, with uh, Amelia, Amelia Clark, she, she smolders well, too, man. Yes. Um, I, I, I think she's a good actress. I, I still want to see her outside of Danny do something really good, and I think this is an opportunity. And I, I think uh, I think the two of them together look downright adorable. Yeah, they do, man. Yeah, I want to get those action figures and then make them kiss. Just like I do with my, my Baroness and Destro <laughs> and yes. my Flint and Lady J back in the day. <laughs> so, yeah, romance, kissing. Smoochers in Star Wars. I think it's important. That is your number three. My number three is a memorable sequence. Well, that's vague, Ken. That's why. <laughs> of course we want a memorable sequence. That was originally our entire list. We that had was, each yeah. of us for all five. Ten memorable, memorable sequences. sequences. You got a movie. I am looking specifically at this alleged and most likely train heist round. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I'm a fan of westerns, yeah. especially the what I call the... Uh, Rock and roll popcorn westerns like Young Guns and Tombstone and that kind of stuff. Um, but then even something like 310 to Yuma, something like that. Hell, even Back to the Future 3. 
<laughs> yeah, train that's heist. crazy talk. You're, yeah. getting, you're getting way out there. Train heists are important. So if we're going to have that or another sequence, again, maybe the Kessel Run, maybe it's that. I, I am interested in this idea that... Um, I'm interested in this idea that that we walk away going, wow, to a specific moment. Now, in Last Jedi, for me, actually, it was the throne room sequence. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, my gosh, like, that yes. got a round of applause. And Multiple. Absolutely. In Force Awakens, I remember the audience reaction was pretty po- uh, positive about uh, Rey getting that blade and taking on Kylo at yep. the end. Memorable. But I'm even, uh, my fear, and I was telling you off air, is that this train heist is nothing. Yeah. This train heist, we see most of it. Maybe it's a flashback or something. I don't know. I think it's going to be a big plot point, but that it just comes and goes, and it's like, yay, okay. I want to walk away going, wow. I'll even say this. Darth Maul's lightsaber or the pod race. Yeah. Where you can be like, oh, that was, I love that sequence. Right. Like a set piece in kind of the, like, I mean, that's the way the James Bond movies used to be constructed. The producers would just... uh, come up with a uh, a battle that they wanted to have in a location and a kind of vehicle and then they would put together an awesome sequence right. and i i want that train fight to be an awesome sequence bond's a great way yeah uh, i'm a fan of the daniel craig bonds but like that airport the airport sequence in casino Royale. yeah or yeah. even the opening they're doing all the parkour I yeah bought. that is a yeah. little dated now <laughs> it is. to exactly 2006 but that's part of the charm of bond so yeah i would love it to have i don't know it has a little bit of that aesthetic already yeah uh, and i would love for it to go kind of all the way with that yeah i want to walk away panting a little bit like, yeah wow that train wow. sequence though that yeah. was the best <laughs> I really want that. All right, so that's my number three. Your number two. My number two is something I've gone on a little bit about uh, on the podcast feed, <laughs> but my number two is Vat Weirdo. Oh, the name I have made up in my own headcanon for the little character in the trailers that's floating in a vat, looks frog-like, right by the other uh, singer-dancer. Mm-hmm. People have zoomed in, myself included, and realized that on his vat, he's got a little thing that looks like a speaker, and I uh-huh. just so want that weirdo well a i want that to be his name which won't be but b i want him to be or her whatever mm-hmm. that weirdo is to be the singer i yeah and i gotta let you explain a little bit more i i cannot accept that name not being that weirdo <laughs> cannot accept it's it just it's it beautiful. has to be come on that weirdo uh yeah i just what i like about the teaser is that it is a great mix of hey there's like some new things we've never seen a train heist right in star wars but like oh we we we've been to bars we've heard music but this looks like a little bit more of a classy place an upscale place that maybe han doesn't feel super comfortable in right and who knows that might be the whole shot yeah. right there that we've already seen right but right. i want it to be again i want it to be a memorable sequence where they go to the classy jazz yeah. club and, you know, I want that frog to be crooning like Bing Crosby. Yeah. You know? I mean, we love our Star Wars songs here. In yeah. Bank Brawl, Force Center. I definitely, you you said it. Like, I, again, it's, it's another memorable sequence in a different way. I want a big action sequence of something you want. Uh, a new world that we can keep going back to. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, the, it's hinting at that. All, all the little scenes look like they just have so much flavor that they're specific places. Yeah. And I feel like that weirdo. You know, nobody is going to walk out of a movie going like, mm, I've seen it before. If a frog sings while floating in a <laughs> vat of ambiguous fluid, nobody's going to be like, been there, done that. We heard yeah. vat weirdo croon. Yeah. I mean, we know from from the cantina um, in, in A New Hope, Lucas himself set the tradition of yeah. a weird place within this wacky, weird space world. Yeah. And it sets the tone, the mood. Yeah. The mood. Um, Empire. You know, it's funny. Empire. I think it's I think it's Dagobah. 
Like that's oh, yeah. the weirdness. That's the weirdness. This weird world. But in uh, you know Jedi, we go to uh, Jabba's palace, uh, the, the king of all weirdo places. <laughs> um, and for us, you know, we no secret we are really looking forward to Canto Bite being that in Last Jedi, and I think it was. Yeah. Uh, just I actually think it. We spent not enough time there, but uh, this is once again much like Maz Kanata's castle. Got a bevy of wonderful, weird creatures. Yeah. You, though, really want to spend time with this guy. That weirdo in particular. <laughs> that would be so great if they're going there to see that character. If that character yeah. is actually <laughs> the principal character. Like, he gets off stage yeah. floating his anti-grav vat, and they have to do some dealings with him. Now, this is one of those ones I'm not going to get hung up on. I'm not going to yes. walk. This is a hashtag speculate responsibly for yeah. sure. I'm yeah. not going to be like, what? We didn't get 15 minutes with that weirdo. This movie's terrible. I won't they, do that. They need to make a black series <laughs> uh, bat weirdo character. Yeah. And not even the singer or whoever's standing next to him. Yeah. Just the vat. Just the vat. Just the vat. <laughs> $20 for a little hunk of I'd vat. I'd pay it twice. One to take out of the package and one to keep in the package. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, this needs to be a crooning uh, alien creature because then you could sell little automated ones. Oh, oh yeah. You could dance on your wall like the Billy Bass oh, fish. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Yep. Absolutely. Marketing, <laughs> marketing Star Wars. You got it. So that is your number that two. That is my number two. That weirdo. My number two is this no force, no lightsabers. Uh, yep. That's yep. right. You mentioned it up top. The Empire has taken over. The Empire is in control. They have purged the records, changed the the databases. They've gotten rid of holocrons. They have buried the memory of the Jedi. Now we know out there on Jeddah, they still have the Force. It's still uh, there. And I actually enjoyed that Rogue One. We had talked, remember, leading up to Rogue One, is this the first Star Wars movie? No lightsaber, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that there was, because that's a great sequence. Great sequence with Vader. And I really love the Keepers, uh, the Guardians of the Wills, uh, and I love that that old school reference, and I, I loved it. Loved its play in uh, in Rogue One and with Jin with her, her necklace too from her mother. So, flip side here, I really hope that this is the first movie that does not have the Force, does not have lightsabers. Now it might have a mention, and I'm okay with that. But I don't need it on the nose of Han going, I don't believe in that stuff, or the other way of Han going, I believe in that stuff. Now I don't. I don't want yeah. that. I just want to get a sense what you said up top of what the empire does and what the world is like yeah. at this point. And now again, say it's that 14 to 11 year range right in the middle, 12 years before new hope. You're only five years out from the clone wars. The memories might be stronger. Yeah. And we know Chewbacca has some pretty strong memories of <laughs> lightsabers yes. and Jedi. I'm best buddies with the <laughs> yeah. most famous I, Jedi. I, yeah. I, I can ring them up, you yeah. know, it, it uh, but I really, really hope that we don't feel the presence of the Force in this film. And I want to see what that does to a Star Wars story. Yeah, I am totally on board with no lightsaber. Uh, mm. You know, if Darth Vader is there, I hope they use him responsibly because I don't really want to see Han see a bunch of yeah. Force using. Like that that moment in Empire, mm-hmm. you know, and I know he encounters him in the comics and all that. But uh, yeah. but it's just it's just got such great weight where Han truly doesn't understand how outmatched he is. Right. You know, Um right. So I don't need him to see that. Uh, definitely don't need any lightsabers. I would be okay with some uh, negative comments on the Force. Like, not from Han. Yes. Because I don't think he needs to have a full opinion. But either something from, like, you know, if Beckett's a little bit more knowing and is like, yeah, they were there, but you know what? They're gone now. Their influence is gone now. It's our world now. Yeah. Like, something kind of almost a little depressing about the Jedi 
Yes. It'd be great to ground it as like that. This is just the scoundrels. This is just the bounty hunter. This is just the boot of the empire. Yeah. And there's none of the spark to talk about it the way The Last Jedi does. There's none of the spark of, yeah. the, of the Jedi. And and look, I don't want the line to be on the nose, but like if it's like literally like Beckett's like, this blaster, this is what we have. This is what how it gets, gets us through the galaxy. Yeah. Um, that kind of theme, again, long as it's not clumsy and over the top, yeah. winky, winky. Yeah. And I trust the Cavstons, uh, to do it right. Um, I really, really want to see what happens when we see the world as we found it in A New Hope, which yeah. was forceless. Yeah. Uh, Kanan and Ezra, Ahsoka side. Yeah. Um, that is uh, my number two. So we'll go to my number one so we can end with your number one. All right. And my number one is Han Solo's Trust Broken. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. I have a feeling, you talked about romance and kissing, I think he's going to get his heart broken. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if Han cares about that. Maybe he does. I do not want to see Han Solo in this movie be uh, lovey-dovey, and not that there's, please, not, not anything wrong with that, but I want his character not to be that. I don't want him to be like, I, had, I, w- I was engaged and she broke my heart and now I'm broken. I don't want that. What I want is his trust broken? We know he doesn't like the Empire, so he probably doesn't trust the Empire, as he says. You know, Lando. You know, he's you know got no love for the Empire. That's yeah. valuable to him. But I'm beyond that. He doesn't trust the rebellion initially. He doesn't care. He's not checked in. He wants the money. He wants to run. Um, but he does have a sense of who's bad in the galaxy. Yeah. He just thinks he's good, um, and he also knows he needs to and must rely on himself and his loyal sidekick, Chewbacca. Yeah. That has to come from somewhere. That is why that's the only big prediction I'll make for this movie. I really think Kira might be the bad guy. Mm. I think Beckett could be, but even that seems uh, predictable to me. Yeah. His mentor turns on him here. It's like the, you know, uh, there's been movies like that. Yeah. I could see not only heartbroken, but your trust broken. Yeah. By this this woman you loved, and now it really hurts, and it's also part of the group because again, she's part of the group. This isn't just some childhood crush. They, I'm forming a group, kid, and she shows up in that. No, no, it's just the way that trailer was cut. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, you see where I'm going, Joseph? Absolutely. I want to see why he's formed. I don't know why we keep going back to Daniel Craig and Casino Royale, but that's <laughs> what do. those first couple movies did. The yeah. first one in particular, Casino Royale, heart and trust broken and jaded, just a level of jadedness comes over Bond in that yeah. movie. That's why I love that. It's my favorite Bond movie. So I want to see a little bit of that. I think that's going to happen, and I think it will be interesting to see they separate it out the way that you are. With uh, You're talking about the trust. So if like yes. Beckett... If Beckett betrays him, he realizes, ah, there's no point, and mm-hmm. he's got a rocky relationship with Lando now. It's like, well, I, yep. you know, I just keep burning bridges, and the, uh, best to just go go my own way with nothing but Chewie, my blaster, and, and the Falcon. Yeah. And then there is the love. Yeah. And the, like, emotional, putting up the emotional wall and not yeah. being ever able to admit that you have feelings. That I'm certain we're going to get, and I think yeah. it's going to be rich, and I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction as well. I think Kasdan has the end game of mm. Han's life in mind. Really? I think yeah. that after this movie comes out and we see some moments where Han is vulnerable, mm-hmm. like truly emotionally vulnerable, where he can't imagine life without Kira. Right. And he lets that show for a second and is immediately punished for it. Right. And then you'll it will have this great Star Wars poetry with his final moments in The Force Awakens where the most heroic thing he can do 
is let down all defenses mm-hmm. and just tell his son that he misses him yeah. and that he wants him to come home because I think that's that's the defining thing of Han's character. Yeah. The scariest thing he can do is to trust and to admit yeah. love. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Lawrence, are you listening? Did you put that in the script? <laughs> I think he did. We still have time for reshoots, right? All right. <laughs> no, that is good. So that's my, my number one. Han Solo to absolutely, absolutely have his trust broken. And that leads us to your number one thing you want, and therefore we want, in Solo. I want, and I wasn't going to phrase it this way, but I'm going to play with this. I want the Tao of Lando. <laughs> I want Lando's philosophy. Like, right. we're all excited about Lando because uh, so far just every shot of him is just uh, oozing with charm. Yeah. And, and he looks great. The action yeah. figure is blowing people's minds. When you can blow people's minds with an action figure. That scarf, baby. Change people's minds with a scarf. I wasn't going <laughs> to buy a ticket, but then I saw how cool this scarf. action figure scarf is. I'm there. Space scarf, man. Space scarf for the win. Yeah. Uh, so we know that Lando is going to be cool. He's going to be great. Right. Uh, but that Lando uh, five-issue comic run, mm-hmm. we really get a sense of his philosophy, also his story in uh, from a certain point of view. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see mm. his yeah. internal life as well. So he's not just a sidekick who's just being smooth and cool and going like, oh, Han, you shouldn't have done that, buddy. Right. I want to see... I don't need to see why he's wounded, but I want to see like how he approaches gambling, his sort of philosophy of like he catch more uh, flies with honey, and that's mm. why I'm charming. Yeah, is because I'm selfish and a little emotionally shut down too. But I handle it instead of being brusque like yeah. Han. I just t- I try to make everybody feel like I'm their best friend, and then within that, mm. hey, if that's who he is, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that in the gambling, right? And I'd like to see if he truly cares about the falcon like yeah. is he in love with this ship so yeah. it hurts him when han takes it or is his attitude of like hey they come and they go i lost that one now i'm gonna go uh, use mm. my philosophy and my tau and i'm gonna go just charm another person out of their ship i i love this because i see i kind of see i don't know if i always saw this um, but just this movie alone and and the use of uh, of, of lando in the trailer i wonder I get the sense that Lando's kind of an older brother to Han in a way. Yeah, definitely more experienced in the world. And what I'm seeing now, and if it, the ship was his first, and it was the Lando party bus, um, which again shows how he lives part of his life. Yep. And here comes young, young Han, and and there's a rivalry, um, and and they're equals in a lot of way. But it seems like Lando's already got his his philosophy in place. So to yeah. see it on on display. Uh, I think that I think that's important. I think that's I think that's needed to this character and this movie. It will help if Lando's not just a little cameo. Yeah, exactly. If he's not just a buddy and it's just not just hitting those notes to hit him of oh he had the Falcon, but right. then he lost it. But like yeah, we really understand why. And maybe maybe this movie is going to be whatever they're referencing in Empire, mm-hmm. where Chewie roars and uh, you know <laughs> says like I'm uh, sure he's forgot about that a long time ago. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, yeah. Maybe this will be that defining moment, but it yeah. also be maybe that'll be in the last shot book. Yeah, well, um, you know, because the last shot, last shot happens before this, and then after, after, but after Empire. So I think you're right. I think this movie could have that moment, have that exact moment yeah. of whatever. Like, yeah, maybe Han gets out of everything. And again, this is some of this is pulling from. Uh, from those Han Solo books, where a lot yeah. of what we're talking about, you mm-hmm. know, not to spoil those books too much, yeah. but broad strokes, Han gets his heart broken right, by right. a woman. 
right. he screws Lando over at the last minute because he has to, yeah. you know? Uh, so I think we might see some of those same beats. Uh, absolutely. And, and uh, Lando, Lando's an important character to Star Wars, and it'd be interesting to see if uh, he's number one on, on our list in a solo movie. Does that mean we will maybe get a Lando story of our own? I Not just so. in comic form not tv form but like a lando movie with donald glover at the helm i think they have to at least be thinking about it as they're looking at this movie come together in the fan reaction to yeah. just the teaser trailer absolutely and that scarf i can't stop mentioning yeah. that space scarf do you have any runner ups um uh, nothing off the top of my head other than i i really i hope we get to spend some time with beckett with woody yeah. harrelson i hope he's not just um uh, a couple scenes and done type yeah. of casting. I really okay. want to see something play out with him because I love Woody. Character. Yeah, I love Woody, and I think he's I think he's an interesting fit in this yeah. universe. He's a great, he's yeah. a great character. Yeah. Uh, you have a runner up. Yeah, I I want to see uh, a true emotional bond between Chewie and Han, and I think we're okay, gonna get yeah. it. It's kind of why it's my yes. runner up because I think it's that shot where they're looking out on the horizon and Chewie puts <laughs> his hand on Han's shoulder. Yeah, like. That that's going to be a moment, a, a, a big emotional choice for Han to rescue yeah. Chewie, right? Yeah. Uh, so I I hope that 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 there is real emotion to that. And again, it's not just playing the notes without making the music. Hmm. Yeah, we need we need a we need a jazz song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think. Exactly. Also, spice. It'd be great to see some just some spice. Totally drugged out on spice. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see the Kessel Mines, right? So yeah. maybe we'll see some, some of that stuff there. Yeah, that's great. I know definitely Chewbacca is important, but. Um, I can't ima- I can imagine that we're going to get it anyways, but to have a really, again, like you keep saying, the, no, not broad strokes, not just checking a box. Yeah. Uh, we need to see how Han rescues Lan- uh, Chewie. No, no, no. See what it means to these characters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I have a lot of faith in the Kasdans and uh, Ron Howard. So. I really do, too. I really do, too. So that is our list, guys. That is the things we want in Solo. There's things we need, but these are the things we want. Uh, what do you guys want in the Solo movie? Solo, a Star Wars story. Let us us know you can write us uh using hashtag star wars ranked and you can write us on twitter at force center pod or you can just write us directly on our facebook page force center podcast uh you can uh, support us over on patreon patreon patreon.com slash force center write us there uh, that's where some of the places you can reach us you know where you can hear us as well a lot of places including iHeartRadio, spotify tune in stitcher apple Podcasts, google play leave us a review on apple Podcasts if you have the time so joseph as always Thank you for coming on in. Uh, you got a lot of things that you do. I want people to find it. Yeah, please find me on the old social media, Twitter and Instagram, and maybe Vero. I don't know. I, I might be done already. <laughs> we'll find out. This, this episode is going to be a real time capsule when we're talking about Vero. Anyway, you can find me on social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com. That has links to my comedy albums, my Star Wars comedy albums called Rebel Scum. Do a live monthly show in uh, in Los Angeles every month, so come check that out. And, of course, my uh, other podcast, Obsessed, where I talk to people about something they are really obsessed with in the moment. Got some great episodes coming of that. Absolutely. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. That includes Twitch. Jump on when I'm playing live and you can talk about Star Wars with me in person. We're having a lot of fun out there. So that is it, guys. We have come in here with our hopes for Solo. Let's see what happens. We will desire responsibly. That is it this week. Star Wars has been ranked.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.